0: Well, um, I think you know the, the practice itself is is so simple, coming back to what is and being with it and remembering is, is so difficult. Mm-hmm. So I think a really a, a key thing is, is to find ways of reminding yourself what is important. So it's just very beautiful to listen to Ayasam Chita, That that um, real heart's wish that, that each of us put our energy into what is important because it, it's it's so profoundly life changing when we do for ourselves and for others and then uh, and then we forget and then we forget and then we forget or we get distracted and there are so many other things to do that are more important it seems And so uh, to find ways of remembering is, is really really important we and we wear these robes you know so every time we look down it's a reminder of what the orientation of our lives are and you don't have that uh, that, that extra help so so have things around you that remind you whether they're visual or, or written and um, make certain times in the day that you put aside for practice and make a place in your House or your apartment or wherever you are that you put aside for practice. So uh, my f- friends have moved now but I, uh, I visited a friend up, up in uh, Northumberland in the north of England back when I lived there and she had a, a really tiny little place um, and under the stairs there's this little bit under the stairs little corner that she'd made into her meditation spot and uh, so there was like the, the living room, and then there's the kitchen, and a, I think guest bedroom, a little bedroom upstairs, and then there, there was this little place that was just for her practice, for meditation practice. And it was tiny, but it was that was what it was for. And I sat there and immediately felt this sense of like, oh, oh yeah, this is a place of practice. So if, if you know, it's good to practice anywhere. And we've been teaching, you know, walking meditation, which is good to do when you're walking down a street, you know. You don't have to do it in a formal way, but it's also valuable to have a place that, that's 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 kept for that purpose, where you sit there and you, you almost like get a little help from the from the last time you said, and make a, a time if you can each day a particular time where you sit and just do that formal practice. And uh, I was saying in one of the groups, um, the the neuroscientists now. Have found that if you do something repeatedly, uh, if you do it for twenty minutes every day, I can't remember if it's for three weeks or let's call it like for a lifetime. But if you do something repeatedly every day for twenty minutes, it will. It for, it, for I think it's around three weeks, something like that. If you do it repeatedly, it actually changes the the neural pathways in the brain. So you actually rewires you to be attuned to doing that. <clears throat> So if you, if you sit for 20 minutes or more every day for a period of time, it'll get easier to do that because your system will become a, attuned to that. And if you're not, you know, if you kind of do it for a bit and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to do, you know, kind of a break now and not do it for a few days or I'll do it for just 10 minutes. Or, it's, it's, still, it's still better than not doing it at all, but you'll get a much stronger momentum if you do that 20 or so minutes every day as a minimum. And, uh, and also to use to, to reflect on the hindrances not in a way that's uh, self-flagellating that doesn't help but in a way of like noticing when they're present so it can be that we've been on retreat and it's, it's been really nice and we've had some lovely experiences and then we go back into our lives and, and we're irritated and agitated and annoyed by all of the things that are, that are coming at us so, if, and it's kind of understandable if that happens, but then we notice, oh, the hindrance of aversion is present, or maybe restlessness, and then and then recognise that this is a hindrance. You know, it's it's uh, I have a choice in whether I follow it or not. It's a hindrance, and bring mindfulness to that, bringing a sense of inquiry to that, and uh, and sort of like a sustained energy. So, or with uh, you know, passion or with uh, any of it so recognising the hindrances as an opportunity rather than as something's wrong out there or something's wrong here it's, it's an opportunity and I'd also like to just mention something about doubt because uh, can often be that we, we're not quite sure what to do and how do we how do I live my life and practice and what's the place of practice in my life there's, there's many many things or what, what should I be doing with my life there's many things that we can get into doubt around and the Buddha gives a very uh, sort of simple and practical way of, of looking so just to ask is it is is what I want to do, or what I'm doing wholesome, or is it unwholesome? Is it beneficial, or is it unbeneficial? Uh, does it lead to my welfare? Does it lead to the welfare of others? Does it lead to the welfare of both? So when you when you you know if you have a, a doubt about something, just just use that as a as a way of checking. You know, am I, is this actually harming me? You know, it can be that we're benefiting others, but we're kind of destroying ourselves in the process, so that's not going to work because it's unsustainable. So you've got to, it's got to be beneficial to oneself first, and then, and then we have something good to benefit others with. So, to uh, turn around the again, the habits of the mind of seeing like, the hindrances as, as somebody else's fault, or something else's fault, or our fault to an opportunity to see more clearly and uh, you know we will have so many opportunities <laughs> yeah. and recognising you know, where, where, where are the strongest triggers where are those strongest triggers and then take care around those learn and see whether we can just take one of them and, and work on transforming that one so, you know, our life becomes a um, kind of a creative process, a transformative process. And, uh, you know, recognizing also if we have a, like those tendencies of mind, so there's a the tendency to always see what's wrong, recognize that that's, you know, that's like an affliction. And then start to develop the Brahma kindness compassion, appreciation for others' good fortune and equanimity, which has a huge amount of patience in it. You just start to cultivate those actively and practically as a a counterbalance. And if we're, we're just constantly getting caught up in desire and excitement, then to find ways to cool the mind and the heart. So we've given you some good tools already, and to uh, practice renunciation a little bit you know give something up instead of doing six things do three you know so just just these little little ways that we can start to change the course of the river as I mentioned before and another another thing which is um, kind of I think if we were to do this retreat again I'd like to put it in the information you get when you when you arrive is it's a five day retreat so it feels like well it's kind of three days with a little bit here and a little bit there and so quite a few people have just kind of rushed in and then skidded in off from work and family and, and then okay great retreat and then it's taken a few days to arrive and then it's like okay arrived now and now it's time to go yeah. and then maybe there's already revving up to go and so it ends up being like a one day retreat you know <laughs> because we haven't given the time for it so uh, to even if it's a little bit late for the becoming in side of things as as you leave as much as possible give yourself some space and i know it isn't possible for everybody i know that, that some it's kind of things are already packed as soon as you get home but but take care of this time that you've had here and make space where you can where you can and sometimes it's, it is literally just a, a few moments of pausing can really help just take a pause and then take a breath sometimes just taking a breath can be the difference between you know disaster and, and things going well you just take a breath and settle into your body a little bit, and then respond. And if you if you're not going back into a very busy day, then uh, think of this day as the last day of your retreat. You're know, driving home. Maybe take a little bit of time somewhere before you get home for yourself, and then arriving with mindfulness and. Not, not like uh, you know, or yeah. but just uh, <laughs> that middle place. You know. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, recently I was, uh, I was co-teaching with someone and um, Shyla Catherine, very brilliant woman, and, and she that she gave this talk at the end of the retreat, and she was saying her recommendation, however long your retreat has been. Consider the next day. So let's say this is a five day retreat. This is a five day retreat. So for the next five days, consider that as not as you're on retreat, but that your, your being is still affected by the retreat. There's still a certain sensitivity an openness an attunement maybe to a, a slightly different uh, norm than everybody else is operating under. So to take care particular care over the next five days to uh, to, to um, nurture and and support whatever has arisen during this time and then keep your practice going you know have a have a community or have a a t- you know, definitely have a time that you meet every every that you practice every day, and do at least one retreat a year. Minimal, it really really helps. So uh, it's been a real pleasure to sit with you all. It's been lovely actually, and meet you many of you in the group practice times and, um, you know, both I Institute and I were were. We're not born on, on the lotus leaves or anything like that, lotus flowers. <laughs> um, so we know the, the challenges of life, you know, and, of, and of, of, of the heart and mind and the world. And it can be met, and it can, and, we can, and it can be navigated in a skillful way. And it takes a lot of effort and, and time and patience to, to learn how to do that and you don't have to be a monastic in order to do it. But you do have to practice and you do have to keep the practice close to your heart. So really deeply wish everyone well.